0: This is America in the Morning from Westwood One. Good morning, I'm John Trout. It's Thursday, January 25th, 2024. Here's what's coming up on America in the Morning.
1: It's on to South Carolina as Nikki Haley continues her campaign despite calls from some Republicans for her to quit. I'm John Stolness.
2: President Biden's reelection bid has been given an important boost. This choice is clear. Sagar Magani at the White House.
3: A first-of-its-kind execution in Alabama. It is really terrifying.
4: I'm Clayton Neville.
5: A Boeing 757 jet lost a nose wheel while preparing for takeoff from Atlanta. I'm Julie Walker.
4: On Wall Street, the S&P 500 index and the NASDAQ open at new all-time highs again this morning. I'm Jessica
6: Ettinger. eBay has joined other tech companies in announcing more job cuts. i Lisa Dwyer.
0: And Minister gets caught with his hand inside the cryptocurrency collection plate. Those stories and more, all ahead on America in the Morning. Despite losing in the New Hampshire primary by 11 points, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley is pressing on with her campaign ahead of the next primary taking place in her home state. Here's our John Stoneless with more.
1: Campaigning in North Charleston yesterday, Haley with a bounce in her step after a good night of fundraising following her speech in New Hampshire Tuesday night.
7: We have raised a million dollars since I gave that speech last night online in small dollars. We have had... 200,000 donors from all 50 states. 95% of those donations are $200 or less. This is about real Americans.
1: And after Donald Trump's acceptance speech, in which he spent most of it criticizing Haley's speech and ridiculing the dress she was wearing, Haley drew a distinction between the two rivals.
7: And out of everything that he said in his rant, he didn't talk about the American people once.
1: He talked about revenge. Despite Haley's fundraising and enthusiasm, many in the Republican Party want her to drop out, including Republican National Committee Chair Ronna McDaniel on Fox News.
6: Looking at the math and the path going forward, and I don't see it for Nikki Haley. I think she's run a great campaign. But I do think there is a message that's coming out from the voters, which is very clear: we need to unite around our eventual nominee, which is going to be Donald Trump.
1: McDaniel is taking some heat for those remarks. Major party chairs generally remain neutral in these situations. Donald Trump's son Eric on Fox News thinks Haley is simply a puppet of Democrats and the left. this point, I, I truly
8: believe she's in, she's being paid or something to be in the race as a pure spoiler, and the you know the, the party should not up with that
1: new hampshire governor chris sununu however who is backing haley says she needs to stay in the race if republicans want to win a
9: general election uh, with donald trump at the head of the party we lose we, we lost in 2020 we we should have had the red wave in 22 that he's a loser he is candidates of losers i'm tired of losing
1: on his truth social account trump has taken to calling haley birdbrain and said he does not want any of her campaign donors to come to him if and when she drops out, saying they are barred from the MAGA camp. Haley is lagging far behind in the polls in her home state, trailing 62 to 25 in a 538 poll out yesterday. I'm John Stolness.
0: President Biden's reelection bid has been given an important boost. As Washington correspondent Sagar Magani reports, despite a longer than expected wait,
8: a major union is
0: backing the president.
8: This choice is clear. Joe Biden bet on the American worker while
2: Donald Trump blamed the American worker. United Auto Workers President Sean Fain saying the union's endorsing the president for another term.
8: UAW family, today, I'm proud to stand up here with your international executive board and announce that the UAW is endorsing Joe Biden for president of the United States.
2: Noting he showed up for workers during their strike last year.
8: I was so damn proud to stand in that picket line with you. Yeah. It's not the first. It's not the first UAW picket line I stood in in my home state of Delaware. I've done it many times. But it's the first time a president did it, I found out later. As compared to Donald Trump, who was president
2: during a UAW strike against GM five years ago.
8: He said nothing. He did nothing. Not a damn thing because he doesn't care about the American worker.
2: The endorsement comes as the president hopes to draw blue collar workers in auto making swing states like Michigan and Wisconsin.
8: I'm proud you have my back. Let me just say I'm honored to have your back and you have mine. That's the deal. We need to know who's going to sit in the most powerful seat in the world and help us win as a united working class. So if our endorsements must be earned, Joe Biden has earned it.
2: Yeah. Sagar Megani at the White House.
0: There's a new form of execution. Been given a thumbs up by the Supreme Court. We'll have that story when America in the Morning continues after these messages.
3: Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about
0: This is America in the Morning. At the National Map and a check on today's weather, here's ZakiWeather.com meteorologist Carl Erickson.
8: Many of the same areas that have been dealing with stormy weather over the past couple of days will continue to be impacted today. A wide swath of rain will extend from the Gulf Coast states and southeast northward into the Ohio Valley and mid Atlantic, while some morning rain around southeastern New England will fade away by this afternoon. Breaking this down more locally, there'll be rounds of heavier rain and thunderstorms from Louisiana and Mississippi eastward into Georgia and the southern Appalachians. While widespread severe weather is not anticipated in these areas, downpours can lead to localized flooding, especially in low-lying and poor drainage areas. Meanwhile, there will be pockets of rain from St. Louis to Chicago, eastward to New York City and the nation's capital, and most locations in between today that will result in reduced visibility, slower travel, and possible delays. Widespread locally dense fog will continue to be an issue today in many of these same areas, especially from the Midwest to the Northeast, which can lead to travel disruptions. Areas of freezing drizzle and fog can result in slow and slippery travel across Minnesota and northern Iowa. Showers of rain and higher elevation snow will dot the Rocky Mountain states, while waves of rain will dampen western parts of Washington and Oregon. Most of California will be dry, with morning clouds giving way to sunshine. Meanwhile, much of the Plains states will be caught in between storms with dry weather today, although there will be areas of locally dense fog from Dakotas into Nebraska and Kansas this morning that can lead to slower travel and delays. The southern plains into Texas will have more in the way of sunshine, today with warmer temperatures, with highs climbing into the 50s over Oklahoma, with 60s over Texas, even 70s over the southern part of the state. And that's the weather across America. In Miami today, partly sunny, high 81. Meanwhile, in Seattle, rain and a high near 50. That's the nation's weather. I'm IQweather.com meteorologist Kai Erickson.
0: Follow us everywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube. Just search America in the Morning in your favorite listening app. I'm John Trout. The U.S. Supreme Court gave the green light this week for a first-of-its-kind execution scheduled for later today. Correspondent Clayton Neville reports.
3: The Supreme Court denied a last-minute request to halt Kenneth Smith's execution in Alabama. The Alabama death row inmate is slated to be put to death today. The plan is to use nitrogen gas, a method never been used before in the U.S. Doctors told NBC News that approach is untested.
8: If the nitrogen is mixed with any amount of oxygen, any amount of air, then it will take longer for the nitrogen to cause death, or it may never cause death.
3: Smith's been on death row for decades after being convicted in the 1988 murder of Elizabeth Sinnett. He said he didn't want to die by nitrogen out of concern that the procedure could be botched. The fact that they've got me lined up to be the first with gas is really terrifying. Smith spoke with NBC from death row. Gas suffocation. Nobody knows what that's Smith, in fact, was victim of a botched execution. This will be the state's second execution attempt on him. The first was by lethal injection. His lawyers argued that because of that experience, the new approach is unconstitutional. The High Court, though, rejected that argument but didn't expand on the reasons why. I'm Clayton Neville.
0: A new problem for plane maker Boeing. This time, one of their 757 jets, operated by Delta Airlines, lost a nose wheel while preparing for takeoff from Atlanta. Correspondent Julie Walker reports.
5: Delta Flight 982 headed to Bogota, Colombia was taxiing for departure at Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta Airport when the incident took place around 11.15 a.m. Saturday, according to the FAA, which is investigating. No one was injured. The plane is 32 years old, making it an older model of Boeing than those made by the company that have raised safety concerns. Earlier this month, a door plug blew off an Alaska Boeing 737 MAX 9, 16,000 feet above Oregon, leaving a gaping hole in the side of the plane. No one was seriously injured. I'm Julie Walker.
0: Boeing on the hot seat before Congress and disappointing quarterly earnings for Tesla. Those stories part of business headlines next when America in the Morning returns after these messages. This is America in the Morning. Welcome back. A slowdown in home sales is starting to turn around. Mortgage applications to buy a home jumped 8% last week, with the average rate for a 30-year fixed loan hovering near 6.78%. One area that's seen a decline is mortgage refinancing, which saw a 7% slide from the same time a week ago. It was just three months ago. Mortgage rates hit 8%, but have slid since then. On this date in two 2001, the 30-year fixed rate was just 2.73% an historic low. Here's CNBC's Jessica Ettinger with Thursday Business.
4: The S&P 500 index and the Nasdaq each open again this morning at fresh record highs. The Dow was lower yesterday after a volatile day on Wall Street. Tesla out with disappointing quarterly results after the closing bell last night on weak auto sales.
0: When the S&P 500 is at all-time highs, Tesla down about 16%. We saw Hertz sell about 20,000 of their Teslas. They're dumping those. We also saw that production halt in Germany. We recently saw Elon talk about wanting to own more shares. He has about an 80, 90 billion dollar
3: exposure to Tesla, but he wants more because he wants more voting power.
4: KKM's Jeff Kilberg on CNBC. Ford recalling nearly two million explorers to secure trim pieces that can fly off in traffic and become hazards on the highways. The National Transportation Safety Board looking for any information related to the the blowout of a door panel mid-flight on a Boeing 737 MAX 9 two weeks ago. From Boeing employees or anybody, the email address, witness at ntsb.gov. The CEO of Boeing, meantime, met with a handful of senators in Washington yesterday about that MAX 9 incident.
0: We fly safe planes. We don't put airplanes in the air that we don't have 100% confidence in. I'm here today in the spirit of transparency to, number one, recognize the seriousness Number two, to share everything I can with
4: our Capitol Hill interests. Um, and answer all their questions because they have a lot of them. Boeing CEO Dave Calhoun on Capitol Hill. Microsoft with a record high yesterday and it's in the 3T Club hitting a valuation of $3 trillion. Only Apple has ever done that. Chipotle looking for 19,000 new workers for burrito season this spring because summer is slower at the chain. So many locations are in college towns.
0: Spin the dial on which streaming service is raising prices again.
4: It's Netflix. After cracking down on Password sharing it added 13 million new subscribers last quarter.
7: The fourth quarter is traditionally a very strong quarter. Netflix is, you know, often given as a holiday present or associated with people getting a new gadget and then adding Netflix to that. But I think what we're seeing here and what is so interesting is that they've had these two levers to pull. One is the page sharing crackdown on freeloaders. That is working. And they're saying it's working so well that we're going to be able to raise prices. And then the other piece of this is the ad-supported lower price subscription. And these two things really worked together if you're kicked off your parents account and you want to start paying for netflix the fact that you could pay less watch some ads that really is a helpful option
4: cnbc's julia borston on today's watch list earnings from american airlines t-mobile visa and cnbc parent comcast and we get durable goods orders those are things made to last a long time like washing machines and airplanes
0: cnbc's jessica ettinger when we return on america in the morning crypto craze calamity confronts man of the cloth after these messages. Back with you now. This is America in the Morning. Pink slips are being handed out, this time at online retailer eBay. Joining other tech companies and announcing more job cuts, Lisa Dwyer has that
6: story. Online retailer eBay Inc. will cut about a 1,000 jobs or an estimated 9% of its full-time workforce. The company says the number of employees and costs have exceeded how much the business is growing in a slowing economy. It's the latest tech company to roll out a series of layoffs after quickly ramping up hiring during COVID-19. Companies from Google to Amazon have been making painful job cuts to reduce costs and bolster their bottom line eBay Inc.'s two other companies announced major layoffs in January. Audible, the online audiobook and podcast service, is trimming about 5% of its workforce. And the streaming platform Twitch is cutting more than 500 jobs. Other tech companies with job cuts include Spotify, Microsoft, Meta, and IBM. I'm Lisa Dwyer.
0: The question for the judge might be, did God really tell the defendant to do it? A pastor in Denver who said that God told him to sell cryptocurrency that could not be cashed in is facing civil charges along with his wife for marketing a digital coin that prosecutors said was practically worthless. The pastor, Alicio Rigaldo, and his wife, Caitlin Rigaldo, face numerous charges after they marketed a cryptocurrency specifically for Christians on a crypto exchange they ran and raked in more than $3 million. The couple then spent some of that money on a home remodeling project, something they claimed the Lord told them to do. Prosecutors are seeking damages to help the investors get some of their money back. America in the Morning for Thursday, January 25th, 2024, is produced by Jeff McKay, senior producer Kevin Delaney. I'm John Trout. This is Westwood One. This is America in the Morning from Westwood One. I'm John Trout, coming up this
3: half hour. Lawmakers in Ohio take a stand on two controversial issues in America.
11: I'm Clayton Neville
12: storm victims assess the damage after a week of wild weather. I'm Jennifer King.
11: Israeli forces are battling Palestinian militants near the main hospital in Gaza's second largest city. I'm Charles de A Minnesota state trooper
7: has been charged with second degree murder. I'm Pamela Furr.
11: Ring says it will no
3: longer allow police to ask for doorbell camera footage from users. I'm Ed Donahue.
6: There's a recall involving a popular Ford SUV. I'm Rita Foley.
10: Billy Joel fans are getting a new song from the Piano Man. I'm Kevin Carr.
0: Back after these messages. Welcome back. This is America in the Morning with those parts of the nation dealing with snow today. Here's AccuWeather.com meteorologist Carl Erickson.
8: Snow will be difficult to find today as a surge of milder air will continue to flow northward over the eastern half of the nation. You'll have to look to the higher elevations of the Rocky Mountain states, where snow will pile up several inches today with rain showers over the valleys. Meanwhile, while snow is not expected, parts of Minnesota and northern Iowa may experience icy conditions through this morning with pockets of freezing drizzle and fog. Otherwise, much of the rest of the precipitation found across the country today will be in the liquid form. A wide area of rain will extend from the Gulf Coast states and southeast northward into the Ohio Valley and mid-Atlantic, while some morning rain around southeastern New England will begin to dissipate by this afternoon. Across the south, there will be rounds of heavier rain and thunderstorms from Louisiana and Mississippi eastward into Georgia and the southern Appalachians. While widespread severe weather is not anticipated in these areas, downpours can lead to localized flooding, especially in low-lying and poor drainage areas. Meanwhile, there will be pockets of rain from St. Louis to Chicago eastward to Detroit and New York City the nation's capital, with most locations in between also experiencing rounds of rain, which can lead to reduced visibility, slower travel, and possible delays. Widespread locally dense fog will continue to be an issue today in many of these same areas, especially from the Midwest to the Northeast, which can lead to travel disruptions. Meanwhile, much of the Plains states will have dry weather today, although there will be areas of locally dense fog from the Dakotas into Nebraska and Kansas this morning. The southern plains into Texas will have more in the way of sunshine today with warmer temperatures. Showers of rain and high elevation snow will dot the Rocky Mountain states, while waves of rain will damp in western parts of Washington and Oregon. Most of California will be dry with morning clouds giving way to some sunshine. That's the nation's weather. I'm MakiWeather.com meteorologist, Carl Erickson.
0: Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. Just search America in the morning in your favorite listening app. I'm John Trout. Lawmakers in Ohio overrode Governor Mike DeWine on the topic of gender-affirming care. Correspondent Clayton Neville reports the Buckeye State Senate
3: is also limiting transgender athletes in women's sports. The Ohio law bans gender-affirming surgeries and hormone therapies. It also restricts mental health care for anyone transgender under 18 years old. Ohio's Governor Mike DeWine vetoed the legislation. He said he did that to protect parents and children from government overreach. But the state Senate voted to override that veto.
9: With 23
10: yays and 9 nays, the bill, having received the required constitutional majority, passes withstanding the objections of the governor.
3: The hearing got raucous at times, and there were boos from transgender advocates in the gallery when Senator Christina Rogner was speaking.
4: There are men and there are women There are boys and there are girls, and they are different.
3: Some families are threatening to leave Ohio and say the law is harmful to their children. The senator's response.
4: It is, while it is possible to identify as anything you want, it is not possible for a man to become a woman or a woman to become a man. And here's something else. Gender is not fluid.
3: The Republican-led Senate in Ohio also banned transgender girls and women from girls and women's sports teams at both the K-12 through and the collegiate level.
4: Men typically have more muscle mass, they have greater lung capacity, denser bones. This makes them generally faster and stronger than women.
3: This in Ohio as states across the country consider similar proposals on the topic of gender-affirming care and transgender athletes in women's sports. I'm Clayton Neville.
0: From Southern California to Tennessee, stunned storm victims are assessing the damage from a week of wild weather, correspondent Jennifer King
10: reports. The dynamics were just right for um, Southern California, and in particular, Southern San Diego, to get hit with some um, heavy rainfall. But on top of that, some thunderstorms that really provided the more intense bursts.
12: California's governor declared a state of emergency for Ventura and San Diego counties after rainfall broke
10: January records. There were areas that got three to five inches of rain. I know for San Diego, it was one of their top five wettest days ever. Can you get over here at all?
12: Flash flooding submerged freeways and led to hundreds of water rescues. Jay Lancaster was on hand at San Diego's Salvation Army Croc Center and helped save a stranded man in a truck.
5: test
2: I held the rope down, Sammy swam out.
12: Residents are now pulling soggy, muddy belongings from their homes. Homes.
2: All my collectors, valuable cars,
12: everything. This resident was close to tears as he spoke to KGTV. I don't know what else I can do. And in Livermore, east of San Francisco, a woman was rescued Tuesday after spending 14 hours in a creek on top of her submerged pickup
10: truck. It is their wet season, uh, but they had an unusual amount of showers and thunderstorms. There was a good amount of instability available. Along with the rainfall.
12: Meanwhile, the water utility in Memphis, Tennessee, where a deep freeze broke water pipes citywide, has lifted a boil water advisory. The state reports that nineteen counties are having problems with their water systems. Christina Ray lives in Mason, Tennessee. We had to go to the truck stop to take a shower. The town's fire department says there's no timetable for restoration. I'm Jennifer King.
0: Overseas, a Kremlin military plane heading to Kyiv with dozens of Ukrainian servicemen returning home as part of a prisoner swap crashed inside the Russian border, killing all 74 people on board, five dozen of those soldiers from Ukraine. Russia's foreign minister claims Ukrainian missiles brought down the plane and is calling the incident an act of terrorism. However, the Ukrainian military says it did not fire any missiles and said a prisoner swap was scheduled to take place and the crash was inside Russian territory. The plane in question was a Soviet-era cargo transport built in the mid-1970s. In the Middle East, Qatar says gas shipments are now being affected by Houthi assaults and another U.S.-flagged vessel was attacked off Yemen. As correspondent Charles de la reports, a United Nations training center was hit by artillery in Gaza, causing some buildings to catch fire. But Israeli defense forces are denying they targeted the facility. The IDF is battling Palestinian terrorists near the main hospital in Gaza's second-largest city.
11: One of the world's top exporters of liquefied natural gas is warning that its deliveries have been affected by ongoing attacks by Yemen's Houthi rebels on shipping over Israel's war on Hamas in the Gaza Strip. The statement by Gata Energy comes as an explosion struck near two US flag vessels on Wednesday, travelling through a crucial strait near Yemen. The British military says no damage or injuries have been reported and no group has claimed responsibility for the attack But suspicion has fallen on the Houthis. Officials with direct knowledge of the attack, who spoke to the Associated Press on condition of anonymity to discuss intelligence matters, identified the vessel as the US flag MERSC Detroit. The aid group Doctors Without Borders says its staff were trapped inside Nassau Hospital with some 850 patients and thousands of displaced people because the surrounding roads are inaccessible or too dangerous to travel on. The group says the hospital is only one of two in southern Gaza that can still treat critically ill patients. Israel has ordered residents to leave an area of downtown Ken Yunis that includes Nasser and two smaller hospitals. As it pushes ahead with its three-month-old offensive against Hamas, the UN humanitarian office says the area was home to 88,000 Palestinians and was hosting hundreds of thousands more displaced by the fighting. I'm Charles Dilledesma. Coming up, the National
0: Hockey League faces off with players over sexual assault allegations and driving down prices on electric vehicles. Those stories and more when America in the Morning continues after these messages. This is America in the Morning. I'm John Trout. A Minnesota state trooper is facing second-degree murder charges after a traffic stop in Minneapolis last year. Pamela Fur has that story.
7: State Trooper Ryan Londrigan is also looking at first-degree assault and second-degree manslaughter charges in the case. It happened on July 31st last year when Cobb was pulled over on I-94 by three troopers for not having his taillights turned on at night. Now, it was at this time they realized he was wanted for violating a protective order in another case. Body camera video shows Cobb, who is black, refusing to leave his vehicle. Londrigan, who is white and another trooper are seen trying to physically remove Cobb from the car and the vehicle appears to move forward slowly. The criminal complaint says Londrigan shot Cobb twice and the vehicle sped up and crashed into a concrete barrier a quarter mile away. Cobb was pronounced dead at the scene. Hennepin County attorney Mary Moriarty tells reporters they are not allowed to shoot at a car which is driving away. They're not allowed to shoot someone to prevent the car from driving away. They are only allowed to use deadly force if it will
4: prevent
7: great bodily harm or death to their partner or somebody else. Landrigan's legal team, as well as the Minnesota Police and Peace Officers Association, are criticizing her reasoning for the charges and say they will defend what they believe was a justified shooting. I'm Pamela Furr.
0: Ring says it will no longer allow police to ask for doorbell camera footage from users. Details from correspondent Ed Donahue. Ring says it's doing away with the Request
8: for Assistance tool. It allows police departments and other public safety agencies to ask for and receive video captured by the doorbell cameras using Ring's Neighbors app.
0: A reason wasn't given. The change takes effect next week. Law enforcement agencies will still be able to make public posts in the app. Privacy watchdogs have been concerned about Ring's relationship with police departments, saying it can change neighborhoods into a place of constant surveillance and lead to more instances of racial profiling. Law enforcement agencies can still access videos using a search warrant. I'm Ed Donahue. Questions on the ice as a handful of current and former NHL players have been put on leave amid sexual assault allegations. Correspondent Gethin Coolball has
10: that story. Five players from Canada's 2018 World Junior Team have taken a leave of absence from their current clubs, following a report that five members of that team have been asked to surrender to police to face sexual assault charges. Michael McLeod and Cal Foote of the New Jersey Devils, Carter Hart of the Philadelphia Flyers, Dylan Dubé of the Calgary Flames, and former NHL player Alex Formenton have all recently been granted leave. London, Ontario Police launched an investigation in 2022 after Hockey Canada Settled a lawsuit with a woman who said she was sexually assaulted by members of that team at a gala. I'm Gethin Kulba. In a year filled with
0: walking off the job, memberships and unions did not grow in 2023, correspondent Shelley Adler reports. What do we want?
5: With all the labor strife last year, the Bureau of Labor Statistics reports 10% of hourly and salaried workers were members of unions in 2023. Compare that to 2022, when 10.1% of workers were union members. The number of unionized workers in the private sector did increase by 191,000 last year. That includes workers at auto companies, Las Vegas hotels, and Hollywood studios. But the number of unionized employees in the public sector, like teachers and police, was unchanged. I'm Shelly Adler.
0: Electric vehicles seemingly are everywhere. Although still not competitively priced, that may be about to change. Chuck Palm has the story in
9: today's tech news. Tesla has told suppliers it wants to start production of new mass-market electric vehicles, codenamed Redwood, in mid-2025, according to people familiar with the matter. Describing the new vehicle as a compact crossover, Elon Musk has teased investors and buyers that an affordable electric vehicle is on the horizon. Rumors of a price tag of about $25,000, Tesla's cheapest offering currently is the Model 3, with a starting price of $38,900. Musk said last year that he was concerned about the impact of high interest rates on consumer demand for big ticket items like cars. Tesla has sent a request for quotes or invitation for bids for the Redwood model to suppliers last year and forecast weekly productions of about 10,000 vehicles. Unfortunately, Tesla has a track record of missing its targets for launches and pricing, and it will take time to build volume. Bitcoin trading up slightly at thirty nine thousand eight hundred and Ethereum at twenty two hundred twenty. Tell us what you think at allthetoptech.tech. I'm Chuck Palm. Sports headlines on America in the morning. Here's our Robert
13: Workman. Jim Harbaugh has left college national champion Michigan to take the head coaching job with the LA Chargers. Harbaugh ended his NFL playing career with the Bolts, then in San Diego, and started his head coaching career at the University of San Diego. He took the 49ers to the Super Bowl, losing to his brother John and the Ravens in 2012, then went back to his alma mater and got the Wolverines to the summit just a couple of weeks ago. Now it's a return to the pro game with a Chargers team that's been in just one playoff game the last five years. Michigan is expected to promote offensive coordinator Sharon Moore head coach. He filled in four times last season while Harbaugh served two suspensions. Also Wednesday, the Titans officially named former Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as their new head coach. NBA Giannis Antetokounmpo had 35 points and his third triple-double in the last four games, leading the Bucs to a 126-116 win over the Cavaliers. That ends Cleveland's eight-game winning streak and gives interim coach Joe Pronte a W while Milwaukee finalizes negotiations with Doc Rivers to replace the fired Adrian Griffin. Suns got 46 from Devin Booker as they scorched the match Mavericks for their seventh straight win. Timberwolves cut down the Wizards, 38 for Anthony Edwards. Blazers singed the Rockets. Thunder rolled over the Spurs. Pistons beat the Hornets. Grizzlies chewed up the heat, and the Warriors whipped the Hawks. NHL, the Maple Leafs shut out the Jets, 1-0 in overtime. Austin Matthews' league-leading 39th goal came with 47 seconds left in OT, 32 saves for Ilya Samsonov. Nathan McKinnon scored four goals and added an assist as the Avalanche crushed the Capitals, his second four-goal game this season. Yeah, it's always nice to score four, obviously. Hockey's a funny sport sometimes they go in sometimes they don't and right now uh they're going in for him. he leads the league with 82 points wins for the blues hurricanes panthers Kraken, and sabers that's thursday sports
0: robert workman on sports when we return on america in the morning billy joel's back john stewart has new material and recall on some ford automobiles those stories when america in the morning returns after these messages and the morning rolls on this Thursday. There's a massive recall involving a popular Ford SUV. Correspondent Rita Foley reports.
6: These are 2011 through 2019 Ford Explorers. Ford is recalling them because a trim piece can fly off. That could be a danger to other drivers. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says clips holding the trim that covers the roof supports close to the windshield can come loose. If that happens, the trim piece can fly off, and that would increase the risk of a crash. Ford expects only about 5% of the recalled explorers would be affected by this problem. It says it's not aware of any crashes or injuries. I'm Rita Foley
0: singer billy joel released the album cold spring harbor which included the hit she's got away in 1971 53 years later the legendary singer songwriter is coming out with a new single kevin carr has that story
10: the original piano man is back behind the keyboard Billy Joel has announced a new single, the first one the artist has released since All My Life came out in 2007. Before that, he hadn't released a new single since he recorded three covers for his Greatest Hits Volume 3 album in 1997. The 74-year-old Rock and Roll Hall of Fame legend made the announcement on his Instagram page with what is assumed to be a short preview of the piano music for the new track titled Turn the Lights Back On. The new single will be released on February 1st and is available for pre-orders. Formats include digital as well as a limited edition 7-inch vinyl. Over the past few decades, Joel has pulled away from pop music and focused on different styles, including classical releases. His last studio album of new pop music was River of Dreams in 1993. However, right before Christmas, he posted a TikTok with a concert video of himself saying he wasn't playing anything new. But then he added... Although...
13: We got a little something we're working on, you might hear, sometime.
10: The new song announcement came on the verge of Joel finishing up his 10-year residency at Madison Square Garden. Will this be his last release, or will the artist feel the pressure to do more? I'm Kevin Carr.
0: Comedian John Stewart is returning to Comedy Central's The Daily Show, but in a limited way. Entertainment correspondent Margie Zara-Letter reports.
12: John Stewart is coming back to The Daily Show, but only on Mondays. He plans to stay through this year's election cycle. A rotating lineup of show regulars will host the rest of the week. Stewart's first show is February 12th. Stewart hosted The Daily Show for 16 years, replacing Craig Kilborn. Trevor Noah replaced Stewart in 2015. The show has not had a permanent host since Noah left in late 2022. I'm Archie Zaroletta.
0: American, the morning for Thursday, January 25th, 2024, is produced by Jeff McKay, Senior Producer Kevin Delaney. I'm John Trout. This is Westwood One.